unhappiest in the saddle. <laughs> a fellow sportsman. I am an FBI agent. Great Scott. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Come with me if you want to live. Hello, and welcome to Retro Ramble. I'm Charlie McGee. I'm George McGee. And this time we're bringing you our annual special of Review of the Year. Is it part one? Yes, part one. We're going we're gonna to split it because there's there's a lot to cover. There's, what, 11, 20, 20 months? There's, uh, there's at least 11 or 12 months. Uh, it's not just films we're going to be chatting about. We're going to be throwing in some TV shows because TV streaming so hot right now. Golden age of television. Nobody goes to cinema anymore. I do. Oh. Okay. By myself. <laughs> Yeah, in an empty room, because nobody goes. So, yeah, we're going to be going through uh, what we feel are the year's uh, blockbusters, which kind of fit the brand that is Retro Ramble. That's probably a few of them are still in the same franchise or universe of uh, films that feature in Retro. So we'll be going through the films that we've seen. We haven't seen every single film that's out there, have we, George? No, because we, we have families, we have busy lives. So, yes, we see see what we can. And going to the cinema is expensive. Yeah. yeah. And streaming's cheap. <laughs> but uh, and there's obviously there is in this list because to try and cover as many films there are some films that I've seen that George hasn't and vice versa but not vice versa we're not going to be covering any films we haven't seen because that wouldn't make any sense I don't know we could give it a go just make it up looks amazing <laughs> I saw I saw the poster <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there'll be um, well all the big films from this year so the likes of uh, Once, Upon, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood all of the we'll, we'll cover try and cover in, in one bit the Disney live action films yeah we're going to group those all together and probably group the Marvel films together we have Same, uh, John Wick 3 yep Terminator Dark Fate yeah I'm up because we've seen these recently I'd be up for starting with something like Joker and uh, Dark Fate to, to, to get us going so uh, here it is the review of 2019 enjoy enjoy one small thing yeah when you bring me out can you introduce me as Joker So, The Joker, or is it, it's just Joker, isn't it's it? It's just Joker. Okay, so this is brought to us by the same director as Deadpool? Not not even close. Uh, oh, no, sorry, uh, the other one. The other the other X-Men, Marvely, uh, the guy who did Wolverine? No, no, uh, still, okay. still wrong. This so is why it, George is the nerd with the words, and I'm the host with not the most. This is the guy that brought us the Hangover trilogy. And old school, it's Todd Phillips. Right. So, okay. So, yeah, it's, it's There's a no links to any of the films I mentioned then. Not even close. Okay. Um, but we um, actually mentioned this. It, the news had just broke that they were working on this uh, Joker standalone story by uh, Todd Phillips uh, on our Batman episode, which is one of our more popular. So Tim Burton's Batman, we we talked about nine eighty nine Batman. Yeah, and at the time it was uh, alluded to that it was going to be produced by Martin Scorsese, and then there was rumours swirling around who was going to play uh, Joker, and obviously with Scorsese there was rumours it was going to be DiCaprio, and it's kind of weird that kind of all went quiet. Obviously. Um, um, Joaquin Phoenix was cast but the whole 
Um, Scorsese relationship with Marvel. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, let's not get into that. I didn't know that he was in the frame. I know we probably talked about it, but I have no memory anymore. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it, that was how it was pitched and it was going to be, yeah, because at the time, obviously, the the DC uh, shared universe or DC extended universe, whatever they want to call it, um, was still going. I don't think we'd had the uh, the mess that was Justice League. And, and I don't think we might, we might not even had uh, Wonder Woman by that stage. So it was a very odd proposition of, oh, hang on, it's not, it's a standalone piece, but it was exciting. But it's weird that the whole Scorsese thing has just dropped off and it's still, it's still a, a Todd Phillips thing, but... I think, you know, it's it's quite clear from the look of the film that it's a a massive homage to Scorsese. I would say almost, you know, veering towards ripoff of Scorsese film. Uh, sorry, I'm going it straight in with the negatives, but it's it's very much wears that sort of Scorsese, Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, King of Comedy on its sleeve. Yeah, because I... I don't know about those uh, correlations, but I definitely watching this film felt very much like Taxi Driver was was being but I, I don't know i just feel i feel like we were discussing this yeah was it so that would have been what 2017 uh yeah yeah so it does seem like this has been talked about for a while i can remember saying that um not that marvel have painted themselves or at the time into a corner but that they are limited the marvel have a formula you know that they that they do whereas dc because a bit more fast and loose and they've obviously got the Nolan trilogy which everyone forgets well probably not those in the know but a lot of people may not realise that's part of the DCU and one of the most successful superhero franchises of all time uh, but they had a bit more room to manoeuvre so this idea of a darker Joker did inspire a lot of interest yeah and and I think we said at the time uh, I think it's a great idea and you know there's, there's plenty of great uh, one-shot comic book stories. You know, one of our favourites is uh, Superman Red Sun, which is the whole spinning idea of uh, instead of Superman a landing, crashing as a baby into Smallville America, he crashes into communist Russia and is brought up as, you know, a, a Russian sort of icon in, in communist Russia. And it's a great one-off story and I think there's rumours that one day they may tackle that as a, a one-off film I know they're doing it as an animated film uh, shortly and DC do have you know form on that doing their their animated films are great yeah so yeah I think it's so, so let's talk about Joker so let's talk about Joker <laughs> um it's it's uh, an interesting one. I had so many people come up to me. It's like, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? And I think people were just obviously me being a a film geek, but a a Batman geek as well. I think people were very interested to hear my thoughts. And so I did see it a bit late on in the day, and I think I was affected a bit by, by the, the hype. hype machine. It was a massive hype train. Obviously, all the critics loving it. it had that standing ovation at eight minutes standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival. I think it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it arrived with a truckload of hype and yeah one of um, my uh, work mate said it's their film of the year you know it's their favorite film of the year so i went in with right we're done see you later yeah with with, with high <laughs> expectations and they were they were mostly met i i did think it was a fantastic piece of of filmmaking i thought it was a, a great film but i yeah i'm a bit tainted by that hype i didn't think it was the best one of the best films I've ever seen I, I did think I say it's it was at the times going very much through the, those motions of almost trying too hard to be a Scorsese homage well I think that shows two things one obviously your uh, your your qualifications and background in film and your love of Batman is that you're analysing the, the structure of the film and also I think you and I talked about afterwards 
Well, I mean, first of all, I would just like to say what I thought was great. Like, it is it is a captivating performance from Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, without and, doubt. And, and he, he should definitely be nominated. I, absolutely, I, you know, yeah. It's uh, a standout performance. Um, As you would expect, though. I mean, he is a phenomenal actor. He always has been. And it's, yeah, it's... You know, it's it's obviously it's a tricky one now, and it's something that people haven't really talked about because obviously Heath Ledger's Joker that you know when well when we talked about Batman eighty nine you know it was a performance of the ages Jack Nicholson's Joker then obviously how do you top that and then Heath Ledger did something different and now everyone's saying you know this is a different performance poor Jared Leto <laughs> <laughs> no but it is that he's now is because I get the feeling I think and this is without spoiling the film I think a lot of people all agree that it's it's up there with Heath Ledger it's an amazing performance um, and I, I can remember seeing him on a talk show I can't remember which one it was uh, this was a few days after because he was obviously talking about the film and this just something about him there's so you want it you will watch what he does you know you've seen him play the villain in gladiator you've seen him play other and what's that uh is it not i want to call it dog soldiers it's not dog soldiers what's one set in germany buffalo soldiers buffalo soldiers that's a yeah he, well film. i was gonna say he uh, does but he picks his projects but yeah he's he's great at doing uh comedy like he's i i forget probably because i haven't seen it for a long time but he's the the almost like the comedy relief in signs you know the uh, M. Night yeah. Shyamalan and Ding Dong film yeah with our friend Mel Gibson Mel Gibson Mad, Mad Mel <laughs> but yeah he's it's an amazing performance I mean he's lost loads of weight it's it's you know it's, it's such a transformation and what, such a key strength but uh, for me the, the the thing I also thought was whilst yes it, I say it's the the it is a Scorsese homage, but I thought the cinematography was and location stuff was to evoke that sort of grimy, you know, deserted New York feel. I, I thought it was, you know, brilliant uh, look and feel to the film. No, I think that's the one thing, you know, because we can't go into too much detail because obviously it's a very recent film, but I would recommend people go and see this film. I think it's a great performance. It's beautiful cinematography, great score. Um and it's a great film, but I think where George, what George and I agree on, it's and this was actually doing the rounds before the film came out. Everyone was making jokes about how in 1989 the Joker was made by being dropped into acid, and in uh, 2000 and uh, when was it? 2004 or uh, 2008. 2008 for um, the Dark. Dark Knight trilogy, the Joker was created through crime, and and now it's just like introduce him to society. Yeah, uh, and there is a bit of that going. I think that's where you and I said it's it's kind of. Well, I think I think we can't really talk much more about it without well, talk because that's the arc. It's, well, it's how does he become the Joker? Well, no, that's... And I think we disagree on that being a good. It's it's a very good story, but it's maybe not. It's different. It's original. But we're not sure if this type of origin story kind of fits in with what we know in terms of our love. Yeah, of I would say it's, you know, it, it hangs back to it's it's a one-off interpretation. It's not a definitive origin story for the Joker because for my history, I mean, I'm not the biggest comic book reader, but I've read, uh, I remember on the first, I got a comic book sort of compilation of Joker stories and like, you know, literally from the 40s to uh, early 90s and arguably the favourite villain in all comics. But it's, the thing is that that is sort of runs through all these different interpretations and it's the same as Batman you know it goes through sort of camp dark and you know it, and that's a great they are malleable uh, characters and can go through different iterations but Joker is always 
uh, portrayed and very brilliantly done in the um, the Dark Knight Christopher Nolan um, film as a, a mastermind. A, he's yeah. cra- he's crazy, but he's also a, 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 he's an absolute genius. And if anything, being critical of the Dark Knight, they lean into it a bit too much that he's almost like you know he's. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, he's thought of everything. He's <laughs> yeah. thought of uh, uh, like a little bit sort of like how did he predict that? Um, whereas in this, it's yeah, as as you say, he becomes Joker as a a, a victim of of a, a horrible society that treats him badly, and he's he haven't got. It's he's a victim of circumstance rather than a criminal genius. That's yeah, cray cray. Okay, so... That- oh, and uh, also it's got a... Uh, the other thing I, I liked, I thought we had a fantastic score by Hilde Goditer, and I think that's the same person that did the soundtrack for Chernobyl. And can we... Uh, it's not a spoiler in any way, but can we just say... Um, what's he called? Uh, is it Thomas Wayne? Loved him. Yeah. I love the fact that when he... Because obviously it's, it's Bruce's dad. Um, I love the way that he's enormous. They mm. picked an actor who is... And he's wearing a big coat. Yeah. So it's, it's it's just like this silhouette of Batman. I just thought it was... Uh, it was very well handled without having to... I think I think the way it deals with the whole... The Batman universe w- without Batman... Much better than, say, Suicide Squad or anything else. Or the Gotham series. I think yeah. it's much better than either of those. It dealt with the fact that Batman... Man's not in the film much yeah. better than they have. Definitely. So that was Joker. Send in the clouds. Next up, it's Terminator Dark Fate. Or is it just Dark Fate? No, they need the brand name, don't they? Dun 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 dun. I'm going to help you change the future. Did we see this together? No, we saw it very close. I like to remember. I think I remember no, it no, as us seeing it together. This, no, this is a a very, you know, it shows that Charlie and I almost share a hive mind. I think we saw it on the same evening. Both of us saw it in 4DX. Yes, we did. We did. That is true. Uh, and so if, it's a really immersive experience that makes you think your friend is there next to you. Yeah, and if uh, we talked about it afterwards as well on WhatsApp. So yes, yeah, so if you if you're not familiar with uh, 4DX, it is um, basically a bit like a theme park ride. So Have you you're been to Futurama in Southern France in Poitiers. Futuroscope. <laughs> a fu- sorry, Futuroscope, where uh, they basically chuck you about. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is Spray a bit like um, so. So the the chairs react to what the action's going on screen. You feel, um, yeah, you're 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 getting sort of uh, beaten up. Your back's getting pummeled. You're getting mm-hmm. sprays of water, gusts of wind. It's a yeah. It's it's four four senses apparently, or, or maybe four more. dimensional breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. So um, this is this obviously also comes up when we talk about uh, Last Blood, but let's focus on Terminator for now. Yes. And uh, we both. Saw Alita Battle Angel in, yeah. in 4DX as well. That was which, great fun. Which, which is that a, was like a roller coaster ride. Again, we'll talk about that uh, later on. So yeah, Terminator Dark Fate. Again, I think we've we touched on this. Uh, maybe I think in our in our Aliens episode, we were talking about you know James Cameron, and you know this has been uh, on the cards for a while because the the rights had reverted back to James Cameron and. It was a bit like uh, the, the how I cursed myself with talking about Predator and Shane Black. It's like, well, if if anyone can make Predator work again, it's Shane Black. Oh, how wrong was I? <laughs> so yes, this is produced and story by James Cameron, but it's directed by Tim Miller, who 
did Deadpool. Thanks. I'm glad my brain actually got something <laughs> right. Just got the whole film connection wrong. Um, but whilst it's a story by James Cameron, there were five different writers working on this. Typical. So this is, uh, for anyone that's not familiar, a, it's being billed as a, a direct sequel to T, T1 and T2. So it's scrapping all the sequels, uh, series and spin-offs that we've we've had for, for the past 20 almost yeah, almost 30 years forget about that um, that's all been scrapped and this picks up uh, yeah this is based that sort of well it does literally pick up um, sort of a, a year or two after Judgment Day has, uh, sorry the film Judgment Day has happened yes with quite a controversial opening yes and which was spoiled for me online oh really I, yeah someone put up a picture and it had a picture of uh, and that's why we're not going to spoil it um, but someone had put a, a picture basically t- lifted from Terminator 3 which basically and it had text on it and you know you look, start looking I was like what's this about Terminator 3 and it was ruining oh uh, okay uh, but it's, it is only the first scene so let's let's not um, yeah it didn't it didn't but I, I could see I, could see uh, I, I can understand why they, why they do it for story reasons yeah, and it's it's a great. I think that's what we can talk about in terms of this film. Um, I don't know what y- your feelings were about it, but we both enjoyed it. It's a good film. Yes, which is weird to say about a Terminator film. Yeah, I I, th- I went and saw it with uh, two two close friends who also uh, you know we'd all grown up watching the the Terminator films together, and yeah, we all enjoyed it. I mean, I as as you and I have talked about, it, I think maybe. Our enjoyment may have been uh, influenced by the 4DX. You know, watching it in <laughs> in this, you know, um, in the 4DX chairs does, especially in an action film of that caliber, it does make it a, a real, really. I know. I, I'm, 4DX I'm, was made for car chases. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of repeating myself, but an immersive experience. It's, it's a fun homage to the Cameron films. If anything, it's a little bit too familiar. It is playing. Oh, it's yeah. It's a, it's another car chase. It's another industrial set showdown. You know, like yeah. um, Linda Hamilton's back. Yeah, I even I even said to uh, to one of my friends um, as we, as it was happening, he's like, "What are the odds it's going to end up in some sort of warehouse machi- machinery based sort of type thing?" But you know, it's got some great action. You know, set pieces are brilliant. Yeah, as you say, that that car chase uh, that it kind of opens with is phenomenal. Again, maybe influenced by the. 40X, but I think it was. I think the action scenes. You know, Tim Miller is a phenomenal action director. His background's in VFX, and I think so. I think Deadpool was his first official film gig, mm-hmm. and I think it's his second film since Deadpool. Because obviously, yeah, did he do Deadpool too as well? No, he left due okay. to creative differences. Screw you guys. It's got some great action, good performances for, from all the leads. I mean, there's been a lot of trolls online complaining about how it's. You know, social justice warriors. That it's all. You know, it's about empower. You know, all these women characters, and oh, it's you and it's boring. But I thought all the characters. You know, it's great to see Linda Hamilton back. Yeah, and I don't think you can get too angry about that. Saying, oh well, it's you know, it's it's reflecting the sign of the times too much. Sisters doing it for themselves. You can't complain about that when films like but Bad Bad Boys exist, where it's just really it's the guys doing it for the guys. It's just as ridiculous. Yeah, as as putting it, or or it's just as relevant in a way. You can't complain about it having three strong female leads in a film and then say that okay well having the same with men is 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 okay it's like they're both okay no but how well uh, and you can, again i can see why i do it. how many terminator films have we seen that focus on john connor kyle reese you know uh, you know a male protector it's 
you know, it, it's only you can only do it so many times, and it would, I would probably feel even more familiar if that was still the case. Great to see. I thought Arnie was on form. Yeah, and I think this is something that we kind of. I think we need to do, skirt around, but how Arnie comes c- comes into play. Arnie's Terminator. Um, but yeah, he doesn't reappear until about a good hour into the film, I'd say. Yeah, I think yeah he he, he turns up late. Um, there there is some controversy around his backstory, and I think we we agree with that without spoiling it that we agree with that contro- uh, that controversy. But it doesn't spoil the film. Yeah, it's like one of those things you say. I think it is the separation between it being a good film and an excellent film, though. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I do think it is the... He's great in it. It's great to have him in it. It's a good film. And if they just maybe made a few tiny tweaks about his backstory, uh, it would have been, you know... Yeah, well, I think you and I both agreed that there could have been a very interesting angle they could have taken with the spin on his backstory. And they didn't. They sort of made it as more of a throwaway... In in the matter of a few lines, they they that they delivered this this backstory, and I can't still I still can't understand why they felt the need to do what they did. Yeah, but yeah, as you say, great to see him back and great lines, just great, just great performance. Great, great, great to see him as the Terminator. Great delivery, yeah, and uh, yeah, I say back and, with Connor on uh, back with Linda Hamilton on screen and them having the same sort of chemistry again. And yeah, I think if um, you know the, a lot of the critics are saying. It, it's the best sequel since T2, which is, yeah, damning it with faint praise. But again, you know, you, you and I have talked uh, off screen or off mic, whatever we want to call it. And, you know, I think we've all found, uh, you and I both found uh, things that we like with the, we're big Terminator fans. So um, I really enjoyed, uh, I thought the ending of T3 was, was probably the best part. You know, again, that's another film that goes through the motions of trying to copy T2, but I thought the ending was, was bold. Hits you. Yeah. Uh, I thought um, I enjoyed, enjoyed a lot of salvation actually I really the opposite did. i thought the ending of salvation let it down weak but, yeah we can but that's a great film three, and it's, it's yeah. what we were kind of hungering for was some time in the future with john connor seeing him yeah, seeing him the, in the future war yeah and you had uh, christian bale delivering a, a great performance despite being and you could i think it kind of shone through he didn't like the disorganization on that film and that's why he's on you know on record as having a bit of a rant um but yeah, I I really I really enjoyed that. I think we just both agree that there's just too much Jai Courtney in Genesis <laughs> and not enough good writing and yes. some lazy. The, the less said about Genesis, better. And uh, I don't think you've seen. Did you watch the Sarah Connor uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles? Oh, I haven't watched all of it. I, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> so watched, I haven't seen it to the end. So no, I haven't. I don't know the story. I watched the first few episodes. I was like, this is good. Yeah, I watched the first series and it and it was really good. You know, considering the, the sort of the TV budget available, um, but I, I heard that it was um, the second series that like ended on a massive cliffhanger, and then it didn't get renewed for a third series. So it's it's kind of a it's frustrating annoying when thing. that happens, um, especially since some really weak ass series keep going, continue and going, going and going. But yeah, I say overall, it's an enjoyable uh, action film. I I don't think it's um, in any any shape or form. I, I don't think it's a it's a bad film. I say I had a lot of fun. Um, I highly recommend going 
fantasy. If you, if can I quote James Cameron? If you enjoyed Terminator <laughs> One and Two, now I'm not going to do his uh, sales pitch for Genesis, but yeah, if it's for any anyone who likes either Arnie or Terminator or just an action film, go go see it. But w- the funny thing is, is that and people are probably seeing this now. It's been a massive flop. Yeah, because we we have this directly from the horse's mouth. You know, this is it is really flop because of the distribution that was handled by uh, Fox in Europe and in the States because of when it came out and what it was up against. And this is good news, people because it means that there should hopefully not be any more Terminator films at least in Arnie's acting career lifetime well, I think that's it it's, I we think need to the, move on the audience have been burned by too many mediocre Terminator sequels and that's why it flopped it didn't flop because it was a bad film it flopped because audience, audience fatigue, fatigue. Yeah, yeah absolutely and the other reason it flopped well it's it's seen as a as a flop because it had a 200 million budget and yeah. you again I think we talked about this in our Terminator episode you obviously Every single Terminator film since T2 has always tried to... Bigger. Yeah, go bigger, go better. And the first Terminator was essentially a, a low-budget sort of horror sci-fi film. That was, yeah, for, done yeah. for a pittance. Uh, I think I said at the time, it, it, the best thing to do to him is, is to take that approach, go low-budget, strip it back to its more of its horror roots. But interestingly, you and I have recently watched Upgrade... Um, which is which exactly does that? It's a homage to sort of eighties uh, action sci-fi like RoboCop, like Terminator, and it's done on a tiny budget. I think it's done on five million dollars. And I am still thinking about this film. I, it's, think it's, I, saw, I, th- I think I saw it a week ago. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a great, it's amazing. A, it's a great film. It's uh, I think it, it was just released uh, direct to to DVD, but essentially, yeah, Upgrade is about a guy who's. Um, is involved in an accident, in, similar to Ro- well, not similar to Robocop, yeah. but like Robocop, he's involved in an accident, in, in a tragedy, in a tragedy. He becomes a paraplegic, and, and then he's given this leading uh, tech that gives him super well, uh, well the ability to walk, the ability again, to walk and move and his limbs to, again. to, to, to be yes. ultimate <laughs> human, essentially by because he's being powered by this tech. Um, that's all we're going to say. But the yeah, story is amazing. Check it out. It's yeah. uh, it's really good. It's it's. I think it's made by the Blumhouse production guys, the guys that mainly do horror. And there are sort of horror elements to it, but um, it's a really good, fun, pulpy sci-fi action film. So yeah. Great effects for the budget. Yeah, so check out Upgrade. So um, it just goes to show you don't have to go all in exactly. like with uh, these these explosions. And uh, I, I, just one final point on uh, Dark Fate. I, I, you know, they made such a big deal about Cameron coming back. You know, the producer, Linda Hamilton coming back. What, but there was the fact, you know, James Cameron presents, you know, it's... Um, and he didn't the, direct. The, the, the producer of... of avatar blah 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 and that's the thing that he's even uh come out and said on record oh i was never on set because i've been too busy with avatar so i you know i did you know loads of video conferences and video calls and and tim miller's come out and said it wasn't uh, there was a lot of creative clashes between him he wanted to do different things but cameron was very insistent on how the story should pan out and uh i think yeah he, jim james cameron is just so sort of immersed in these you know, endless Avatar sequels that maybe he should have been more more present on set, but maybe he's just too much of a uh, control freak as well. Well, I think, I don't know what the word is going 
about True Lies if we're going to get a sequel to that because I think Arnie said I'll do another one and uh, obviously Jamie Lee Curtis is still m- making films yeah and they both still look good I'd, l- I'd love to see a sequel to that and you could get an interesting I think uh, Tom, Tom Arnold's still available <laughs> big guy I'm good with nuts no I, I would love to see a sequel to True Lies with them now present day and then you get some real kick-ass actress as their daughter well uh, 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 the the actress that played their daughter uh, Eliza Dushku uh, Duke- Dushku, Dushku, mm. she's she's still she's still acting. She still looks good. Yeah. Um, I think she does a lot of like TV stuff. That could be good. Yeah. So there's, but I I don't think we're gonna get uh, Jim off uh, Jim Cameron off Pandora anytime soon. Unfortunately, that is a shame. So anything else to say? No, no, I'm done. Okay, that was Terminator Dark Fate. John Wick, excommunicado, in effect, in three, two, one. So next up, we've got John Wick 3 Parabellum. Prepare for war. Johnny. Um, you want to know if I'm back? I'm asking you if I'm back. So big year for Keanu Reeves. The uh, Keanu sense keeps on rolling. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in a film with uh, McConaughey. But um, he's had he's had such a year, hasn't he? He just seems to be like... Everyone such, loves him. Yeah, such a... Like, I mean, we've done two podcasts on him this year. <laughs> We have. have we, was this? Well, we did Speed. Speed and uh, Matrix, of course. And Matrix, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, he, he kind of seems... It's, it's odd to sort of say he's an internet sensation, considering he's been he's around... pre-internet. <laughs> considering he's pre-internet, he's been around for, you know, acting for almost 40 years. But, yeah, the man can do no wrong. He is beloved by every... He's a... He's in many memes. There was that whole thing where he came on to present that game. I know you kept saying, oh, yeah, this this, uh, this game's breathtaking. And someone's like, you're breathtaking. And he's yeah. like, no, you're breathtaking. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he just seems to be the nicest man in Hollywood. Can't do a bad interview. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... he, he, he just genuinely loves working. And, um, yeah, you and I, I think it's safe to say. Big fans. We're big fans of Keanu. We're big fans of the, the John Wick series. Again, that's something that's had its sort of... Um, the Jerry Actioner that works. Yeah, the Jerry. It's not Actioner. even Jerry Actric, really. But um, it's only a few years. Old. As we were talking about uh, on Terminator Dark Fate, the, in terms of low budget, that John John Wick started off as a a low budget, or so, or at least a small budget action film. That's become this sort of uh, juggernaut this you know this accidental franchise in a way I think people were kind of assuming it to be a a one and out sort of type thing and maybe that because at that time he was trying to find his way back in a bit because he did that the samurai thing yeah and he did the street kings which is good but it's a it's kind of seen that no, I haven't seen Street that, Kings. That's a, that's a, it's a kind of a Copland-y sort of, but a B version, a B movie version. Yeah. But he's good in it, and it's a good film, and he's a bit of a more of an antagonist than a protagonist in it. Okay. Uh, and then he, as I say, he did this. Uh, he's he's been. It was a few other films that just didn't do it, and then John Wick just yeah, just it's, took it's, off. It's, it's put uh, put him back on the map, and I think now there's rumours that I think I think Marvel have have had talks with him. I think Marvel are trying to. You know, to steal him. But well, he's in. Um, he's in this uh, game that's coming out, Cyber Cyberpunk yeah, yeah. twenty seventy seven. He's a character in that. Obviously, he's going to pop up when we talk about the Disney films because he's in Toy Story four. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. It's, it's, it Bill has, and Ted's is getting made. Uh, so Bill and Ted's yeah, it's out next year. So yeah, it is very much. He is a sort of back in the spotlight. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about uh, so John Wick three. So more, would you like some more? Yeah. Yes. More, what would you like more of? <laughs> more, it is very much more of the same. Um, but when it's that this caliber of of action, it's you know it's it's totally 
totally worth it. From I think somebody who's going to go down in history as the the man who who put Michael Bay out of business, the Chad. Yeah, Chad Stalski. Stalinsky. Should we just keep saying it? Say, say it really quickly. Yes, Stalinsky. Uh, let's just call him the Chad. But yes, who uh, we've talked about previously was Keanu's uh, stuntman on the Matrix films. So they met on the Matrix, and he's yeah always had that stunt background. But he's turned into a phenomenal action director. He knows what we want to see, and he knows how to make it physically. He knows how to shoot it. He knows no, how no, to none light of this, it. None of this shaky cam, quick editing shit. It's yeah. it's you know properly lingering on the choreography, and it's you know it's it's almost balletic. You know, it's almost musical in its way. Yeah, and I think that's why he's... very similar to uh, the Raid films. Yeah, how how can yeah. we do this differently? How can we make it look good, mm. interesting, and original? Uh, um, but with brutal. real, yeah, br- yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> with some real heft. You feel every punch, every hit, every shot. And in this film, we've got Halle Berry turning up with yeah. her lovely little doggies. Yeah, pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, so I think the thing is with the John Wick franchise, the the first one obviously teases this sort of it's uh, almost like an alternate sort of reality, this mythical world of assassins and paying in the gold coins and stuff like that. They've got their own currency. They've and, got their own and, hotel. And, and obviously, yeah, they've expanded Code. it in, in John Wick Two. In this one, the building there's very more, well. The, I think you have to hand it to John Wick Two that the the universe building is done quite yeah you can see that other sequels struggle but they just take some things from the first one and expand on it very 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 cleverly yeah so the, the world building is good i would say the story isn't as good in in this one i mean the 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 action is phenomenal and the fact that yeah it's that opening in i think is it in a gun and knife shop an antique it's a museum an, an antique knife museum and weapons museum is is phenomenal mm-hmm. um you've got him being chased uh, on by on he's on a horse yeah he's the on stuff a that you've seen in the trailer yeah, yeah. he's got a yeah it's uh and I think what they what they have done is they've this film is held up because you're getting the John Wick that you want to see, uh, but in terms of freshness, it's the 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 other characters that they bring in. The yeah. more time that they give to the likes of uh, Ian McShane and L- I can't remember his name, the guy from The Wire, the oh Lance Hendri- uh, Henricks, no Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick, yeah. So he's he's Mr. Wick. He is seriously hot property. He is popped up in is, my. Is he, is he in Bosch? Uh, Yes, he's the he's, chief. He's the chief in in all five in all the series all, of Bosch. All roads lead back to Bosch. Everything Charlie. is Charlie's going to bang on about Bosch. Um, but no, obviously he was in the Wire. Um, yeah, he's a similar character in that. He's even popped up as an as a major character in a PlayStation game. Oh no, in in a PlayStation game, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and also I, I noticed he's in an Xbox game. Very big character. So he's everywhere. You yeah. Know? Um, we haven't talked about uh, the villain in this, uh, Mark Dacascos or Dacascos? Is it Dacascos? Yes, that's that's his name. He is brilliant. Um, you know, we've uh, of crying Freeman. Crying Freeman. Yeah, he's in a Remember lot of crying Freeman. Yeah, he was in a lot of nineties uh, sort straight of, video. Yeah, a lot of nineties action films. So it's great to see him back. He's really charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great foil. You know, he's, he's, it's good to see. Uh, John Wick up against a, a formidable villain. Which has uh, been missing in all the others. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's beating up an old man in the first one. <laughs> an old stoned half-cut man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's great to see. And yeah, I think you've got a couple of guys from the Raider in this as, as sort of henchmen. The, 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 yeah, I mean, the, as you'd hope with a film like this, the mm. 
I think each act has its amazing yeah. showdown, and it looks it looks phenomenal. The you know it's uh, the cinematography, like this all this like rain washed neon. Um, but yeah, I think we, we don't want to sort of no, veer, it's, it's veer, created veer too, veer too much into spoiler territory. No, there's nothing think, else you can really say apart from yeah, it's just it's. I think it's creating its own genre. Yeah, on its if, that will probably be imitated. I'm not sure how sustainable it's going to be. I know they are making a series uh, about the Continental, so and I think Keanu is going to sort of pop up in that. It's not going to John Wick's not going to be the focus, but they are again <laughs> focusing on. I, this I, I world. love the idea of that that you've got this like this Continental series going on with all of these new characters and all these new world building, and then just in the background is John dropping his bloody you know yeah. turning up at reception in the background. That'd be, like, yeah, that would be great. That would be hilarious. A, a little cameo every week, and then just or just seeing people being thrown. And that's Mister Wig's room. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could work. I'm not sure how I sort of rate it against the the other the other two films, but it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just yeah, I thought the the story wasn't as good this time around. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think in terms of if you what you go to uh, the John Wick films for, you get in this film. I just think in terms of uh, yeah, as you say, the story and the because I think it's public knowledge we're going to get another one. Uh, yes, uh, because it's been so successful. I think they, been... they pretty much announced. It. I think it was like the opening weekend. So, oh, and um, we're doing John Wick Four. Yeah, so I think safe to say he survives. <laughs> <laughs> so, I th- and I think that's uh, the the only the only kind of shock. But um, no, I think I, I've got a big soft spot for the second one because I just thought I don't know. There was just I like I like his. There was a lot about the story that I, that I liked in that one. I, think I like that, the glow popping as well, like the way he's, he's traveling. Whereas the glow popping in the third one gets a bit silly. Yeah, yeah, doesn't seem to make sense. But no, the uh, or it doesn't seem necessary. But no, the um, it's a great trilogy so far, and it's going to be a quadrology. In God knows quadrology. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to say about um, John Wick? No, no. I just think I just hope the coanescence or whatever it is. The oh, it's going to continue. I assume he's, he's, he's cropping up in. Uh, Spongebob Squarepants film Spongebob Squarepants another film Um, but yes we are uh, I think a a little bit of a a, a spoiler alert but we are going to be for 2020 with the new Bill and Ted coming out I think it's safe to say we are going to be covering uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures one of our podcasts next year yeah yeah because yeah we have to it would be rude not to it it would definitely be rude not to and I I look forward to that Um, right so that was John Wick 3 Parabellum so there you have it, part one of Retro Ramble's review of 2019. Thanks for listening. Part two will be available in the next week and will again focus on the other noteworthy films of 2019. Well, the ones that relate in some shape or form to what George and I typically cover here on Retro Ramble. In between now and then, we hope that you and yours have a wonderful time over the festive period. Uh, I'm Charlie McGee. I'm not George McGee, but we will both be back to see you next time. Thanks. Bye bye.